Hello, my friends. This is Donna. And today I want to do a short and hopefully sweet episode about karma. I'm calling it Understanding the Not-So-Merry-Go-Round of Karma. Okay, that sounded better when I wrote it, but here we go. (laughs) I want to start off with a quote from Emmanuel's book three. He says this, Let me remind you that you come into life with no indebtedness at all. I know there are those who have trudged through miserable lives, believing somehow that they were paying back old debts. Do you see how dishonest fear can be? You come free because love called you, not because you owe somebody something. What is karma? I will say this as softly as possible. Karma is fear's excuse for unhappiness. End quote. I love that. I love Emmanuel's perspective on karma because it is so entirely different than how we humans tend to think of it. So if you're not familiar with the concept, karma is our name for the principle which carries out the law of cause and effect in respect to our choices and our actions during lifetimes. Karma's end game is to teach us to love and forgive ourselves because that is the magic that allows us to love and forgive others. So karma is a concept that we created within this third dimensional illusion. It basically satisfies the ego mind by providing justice in our dualistic system. It is about balancing the overall wheel of interactions across many lifetimes. Karma does transcend or carry over from one lifetime to another. I just want to be clear on that. Examples of creating negative karma can be murdering, abuse, or victimizing in any way, whether it's by action, thoughts, or words. Now, karma is always repaid in the very gentlest way possible, which will still teach the lesson needing to be learned. So much of what we might say is lesser karma takes place within the same lifetime. It's, it tends to be more, not always, but a lot of times more the, the bigger, um, deeper lessons that get carried over because we may not learn them within the same lifetime. Here's an example of lesser karma. I have been flipped off and tailgated dangerously with the lights flashing (laughs) or cut off by aggressive drivers, and I learned from this how it felt. Even though I have not been quite that aggressive, I have been plenty angry (laughs) at other drivers, and I have flipped them off. I know it's shocking. And I've cut people off and I have been very much less than loving in my road behavior. (laughs) So now I drive with respect and I understand that I am not any more important than the other drivers on the road. And I extend grace to those who aren't driving respectfully instead of taking it personally. Now, whether or not this is actually karma, (laughs) it does relate to the reason that we created the law of karma so that we learn to treat others how we like to be treated. So energetically speaking, karma is the law 
of the way the energy moves and rebounds within this illusion. Whatever we project out via our actions, words, and thoughts comes back to us and keeps coming back to us until we stop projecting that particular energy. Just like when you drop a pebble in water, there is not just one ripple. There are many ripples. Our actions, our words, and our thoughts, the energy of them creates many ripples. Especially whenever we violate another's free will, that will rebound back to us in very strong and noticeable ways. Acting or speaking in unlove creates what we would consider negative karma. The system of karma is not administered by any person or being like our criminal justice system here is. Rather, it is an energetic system that operates automatically. It's kind of like the weather, which is affected or created by many, many factors and has ongoing causes or input into it. What goes around comes around is very much a statement that describes karmic energies. Picture those old metal merry-go-rounds that were on playgrounds back when, when we were kids. The actions that we take are basically like pushing a merry-go-round. It continues to go round and round until we stop it or switch its direction. And this is a physical picture of the wheel of karma. If we spin it in a negative direction, we will experience that negativity again and again until we reverse it by taking positive actions. Karma seeks only to make us more whole. So it is not to be viewed as a negative force, but rather the ingenious method that we all agreed on that teaches us experientially how to treat others. Just because karma seems to be automated does not mean that we can't work with it. We absolutely can. Living out a karmic repayment, so to speak, can be terminated by accepting the lesson that goes along with it and learning compassion and forgiveness. Forgiveness absolutely stops the wheel of karma, which is what makes forgiveness so incredibly powerful. Think about it. If we all live out, say, a hundred lifetimes, and we are constantly and probably unconsciously creating karma, it can become this cycle that perpetuates continuously like a merry-go-round that we all keep helplessly spinning on and also pushing. So forgiveness stops the merry-go-round so that we can get off of it and graduate to other areas of growth. And it is equally important to forgive ourselves for any roles that we have played or allowed as it is to forgive each other for acts of unlove. And forgiveness is simply retaining the lesson. So remembering and living the lesson of how to treat or maybe how not to treat others while releasing the other person or yourself from the debt of pain that was created by the unlove. The other person involved must learn their own lesson. So if they have not, they will still have karma, but it will no longer be with you. 
They will repay or balance the karma without you in the equation. So forgiveness also cuts off the negative attachment of debt. Acceptance, which could be described as non-judgment of others, respect, which could be described as understanding, and compassion and unconditional love and nurturing and generosity are all ways to live without accruing karma. And remember that all of these things, acceptance and respect and compassion and unconditional love, nurturing, generosity, all of these must first be offered to or felt within yourself before you can truly offer them to others. Karma is a third dimension law, and it is not part of higher dimensions primarily because we become very transparent, increasingly transparent in higher dimensions. So we all see and know each other much more fully. Our thoughts manifest and we're all telepathic, those types of things. And those all have all all kinds of different lessons attached to them. (laughs) The concept of positive karma is that whatever you put out multiplies because love and light expands and it's mirrored back to you. The difference between positive or negative karma is the same difference between a debt and an offering. You could say it's the same difference between giving someone a loan or giving someone a gift. Traditionally, negative karma is binding. It is a debt which must be repaid no matter how long it takes. It is a spiritual contract or a bond that is only dissolved by repayment or by forgiveness or learning the lesson. Whereas positive karma is very freeing. It is the opposite of binding. It is freeing. It is an offering of love. It is freely given with no contract, uh, no reciprocation expected. And its effects are, of course, joy or beauty, which love always creates and which is a blessing. So in closing, remember, karma is only part of this illusion of the third dimension. So as we move out of third dimension, we will be moving out of karma, and we already are. Karma also does not apply to the other side, the place where we all go and are between lifetimes. It's only part of this so-called video game (laughs) that we call life. Your additional resources for today, there is a book called Radical Forgiveness by Colin Tipping. And it is absolutely wonderful to work with to begin some deep, uh, life-changing forgiveness work. There is an online article by a lady named Irina Nolan, who is a QHHT practitioner. Her website is neworleanspastlives.com. Click on her blog button, and then January 2018, and you'll get to the article. It's just kind of interesting um, picture, a little snapshot of how past lives and karma come up in sessions. And then Jose Stevens has a couple articles. Actually, he's got quite a few of his articles talk about karma, 
but I'm going to just uh, recommend a couple of them here to get you started. So his website is thepowerpath.com. And the first article I'm going to recommend is titled Upgrading Women and Men Number 5, The Dynamic of Roles and Soul Age. That's the last of a very, very interesting series, actually, on uh, the masculine and the feminine interplay that we're seeing currently and rebalancing and all that. But it does talk about halfway through this article, it touches on, on some very interesting points of karma and a little bit about how we sometimes come back with the exact opposite and very strong views or preferences as another way to balance karma. Also, his article titled, The Dynamics of Fear in Fear-Inducing Times, has some good things. Uh, he, he'll, he refers to it as unresolved or open files that we might have that we're still dealing with, which is just a different way to work with karmic closures. All right, that's it for today. I told you it would be short. <laughs> Remember to visit our author website at ddadare.com and let us know what questions you have about any of the information that we share. Also sign up for an email notification if you'd like to know when our Atlantis book series is published. Hopefully soon, soon, soon. Blessings on each one of you and blessings on your day.